0: This is Chaos Garner and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird podcast. On today's episode, I'll be detailing an episode by episode of the anime series Inuyasha Season 6. Episode 1 Don't Boil It, The Terrifying Dried Up Demon. Kagome returns home from the feudal era. She brings back a gift of dried food for the family. Kagome is chosen by her friends as an understudy for the school's cultural festival to help her feel more useful after her return. Back in Kaede's hut, the gang discussed Naraku's foiled plans to use Kagome's eyes to find the remaining jewel shot. Elsewhere, Naraku enlists the help of a demon who can hear everything anywhere to help find the remaining jewel shot. The dried food Kagome brought back with her is revealed by Sango to actually be a fungal demon that shouldn't be boiled or it will revitalize the demon anew. Inuyasha arrives in the modern era to retrieve Kagome just in time to save her grandfather from the fungal demon he attempted to boil. Episode 2, Battle Against the Dried Up Demons at the Cultural Festival. After all the food for the festival is destroyed by the boiled fungal demons, Inuyasha sets out to destroy any more of the demons that Kagome brought back with her while she continues with her festival duties. Inuyasha interrupts Kagome's scene in the play, but the audience is none the wiser as Inuyasha plays along with Kagome and Hojo up until the demon reappears. The last demon Kagome and Inuyasha found was a massive fish so they just consumed it for the festival's feast since all of the other food was destroyed or inedible. Episode 3, Koyokai, I believe is um, his name, um, or Choyokai, as I say, Choyokai and the abducted bride. A family fears for their daughter's safety after she is abducted as a demon bride. All the single, pretty, young women are rounded up and tucked away in a cave, safe from the demon. Miroku proposes to marry the women and have them bear his children in exchange for their safety. When Kagome is confronted by the boar demon, Choyokai, he attempts to trap her with a golden tiara. Before he takes her away, the tiara is first accidentally placed on Inuyasha's head and then on Miroku's. Shippo shapeshifts shapeshifts into a woman to distract the boar demon long enough for Inuyasha to to get close enough to Kagome, free her from the demon's entrapment, and banish the demon for good. Episode 4, Shippo's New Technique, The Heart Scar Fox demons request Shippo to be their leader after they believed he vanquished a demon that chased after them in the forest. Shippo lies about the role the others play as demon slayers. Shippo begs Inuyasha to teach him the Wind scar, but the Tetsaga won't activate for him. However, the Fox Demons witness Shippo quote-unquote enchant Mizuki and believe that, that that's his powerful technique. The Fox Demons insist Shippo trick Mizuki to prove he's a powerful Fox trickster. Fox Demons are known to be. Shibou uses Inuyasha's windscar technique, locating the flow of demonic energy, and finds the heart scar to defeat the demon that's been terrorizing the town Mizuki lives in. Episode 5, Trap of the Cursed Wall Hanging. An elderly man witnesses a village of women throw a human body over a cliff into a river. The body has been skinned. He assumes they are a village of demons since no human could manage such a thing. An injured soldier wanders into the village, seeking aid from the women. He becomes suspicious about the absence of men and children, but is poisoned and transported to the shrine. The soldier awakens in the shrine to see a glowing portrait. It's demonic, and when he touches it, the portrait instantly devours his skin. The gang travel to this village after being spotted by the women. They bring along another man who believes his fiancée is in the village with the other women. Sango hears the women gathering in the night with torches and follows them on on with Kirara. Inuyasha follows the scent of water when he bumps into Gogome who warns him about Sango. Sango is dragged to the bottom of the river by the women. Miroku is lured by one of the women to the shrine for comfort. But he discovers she's possessed by the demon in the shrine. Episode 6 Miroku's Most Dangerous Confession. Sango is forced to swallow an egg similar to the ones um, the possessed women have swallowed to become more like them. The demon confesses to Miroku they were once the marsh demon in the village until monks exorcised them and skinned their flesh into a canvas which destroyed their physical form but didn't kill them entirely. The more flesh they consume, the sooner they'll be able to return to their physical form. Miroku chases the demon off from the shrine and discovers with the use of a scroll he can remove the salamander from within the women captives to break the demon spell. The Marsh Demon finally revealed themselves in its salamander form. The women charged to attack Inuyasha, but Miroku makes quick work of them, punching the salamanders out of their stomachs. Naraku's demonic aura soiled the demonic portrait, allowing the demon aside to manipulate and charm the women to do as they said in order to resurrect themselves after sitting dormant for many years. Miroku rushed into the river after Kirawa's insistence, but he's too late. Songo swallowed the salamander demon egg, and he must purge the egg from her stomach or she'll kill him. Miroku confesses to Sango as long as they're fighting alongside each other to defeat Naraku, he can't see her as anyone other than a comrade. But if and when the time comes where Naraku is gone, and so is Miroku's curse, he proposes they pursue a romantic relationship. Sango agrees, but when she asks if he'll stop flirting with other women, in the meantime... Miroku remains silent. Episode 7, The Woman Who Loved Shoshamaru Part 1. The gang take a vacation by the ocean. Along the way, they pass a village where a dying nun plays the flute for the villagers one last time. After a sudden light flashes into the convent, the woman's body disappears when the convent is set ablaze by the flash, The woman reappears Kneeling at Shishomaru's feet as she reminds him of the time he saved her father's family from slaughter. She requests to fulfill his wish and in exchange he must acknowledge her feelings for him. Shishomaru relays to Jocking and Ren that that woman wasn't an actual human but maybe half demon. Miroku, Sango, and Kirara are turned into frozen statues while rescuing, well, I'm sorry, while fighting a, a sea god while rescuing a woman. The uh, captive woman claims. Shibo figures out the other three were attacked by the woman, not the sea god. But it's too late when Inuyasha uses his Tetsaika to open a temple and loses it under a collapsing cliff. Episode 8, The Woman Who Loves Shishomaru Part 2. Shishomaru intervenes in the battle of Inu- the battle for Inuyasha's Tetsaika. He insists he doesn't need help retrieving the sword from his kid brother and the vanishes. Shoshomaru returns to the forest where he recovered after being mortally wounded by Inuyasha. The woman explains to Shoshomaru how they met and how before she died, she granted demons permission to use her body and spiritual energy so she would have the strength to kill Inuyasha and steal the Tatsaika. Shishomaru forcibly, remove, for, forcibly reveals the true demon underneath who hid inside the dying woman. They never wanted Inuyasha, only Shishomaru was powerful demonic energy. Shishomaru, Shishomaru wields the Ten Sega in order to kill the demons and freeze the woman from their possession. Episode 9, The Last Banquet of Miroku's Master. There's been a string of murders in the nearby temples. Hachi rushes to Miroku to warn him about his mentor, Mushin, who will die soon after he witnessed Mushin vomit blood. Master Mushin gives the gang a list of chores to do around the temple, has them pay for a feast at a local expensive inn, and fetch a fabled sake as a part of his dying wish. The group are entrapped in a mist they sense is a demonic aura, mistakenly known as Sage by Mushin. The group, with the exception of Miroku and Inuyasha, are intoxicated by the demonic mist. Miroku is forced to use the wind tunnel to get rid of the mist or be forced to fight Sango, hypnotized by the demonic aura. Mushin confesses to the group he only believed he was dying because of the strength of monk and priest murders in nearby villages. Episode 10, A Strange, Invisible Demon Appears. The gang runs into the same exorcist they previously worked with some time ago. They agree to work with her to exorcise a demon who has repeatedly stolen from wealthy villages. Inuyasha and Shippo continue to argue over who's superior between the two. Shippo perfects his hidden cloud technique with the help of the exorcist's sutra. He and Songo practice the hidden cloud by venturing out into the village. Ampi knows to them the spell's temporary, but they don't know that until someone informs them. The thieving demon enters the house Shippo guarded, but he's not invisible. He, he becomes paper thin when he travels, and when he turns sideways, he appears invisible. Invisible. When Shippo evades the demon trying to protect the client's belongings, Inuyasha apprehends the demon because of his unfamiliar scent. Episode 11, An Ancestor Named Kagome Kagome returns from the feudal era to school. Although she's feeling down about her studies, Kagome discovers she's an ancestor in Hojo's family tree. Back with the others, a Hojo ancestor confides in Kaede, about a demonic sword that he needs to be exercised. Since Mount Hagarei collapsed, he can't take it there. Kaede instructs him to go to a temple up on a mountain peak to purify the sword. Inuyasha and Kagome argue over aiding Hojo in his possession of a demonic blade. Back at the tea house where the group is resting, giant boulders are released and tumbling their way. The gang spot an assassin under the guise of a kite targeting Hojo. Miyoga flies in to tell Inuyasha he has to protect the seal, the demonic sword forged by Kijimbo, away from the demon ninjas, who currently hunt down Hojo. Episode twelve, Mountain of Demons: Survival of the Duo. A group of demons ambush the gang after a series of explosions separate Kagome and Hojo from the others. Several doppelgangers of the lead demon take on Inuyasha, while the others, including the demons, go after Kagome and Hojo with the demon sword. After Inuyasha destroys the copies, the demon uses demon hold on Inuyasha to incap- incapacitate him from using his uh, Tessaiga. Kagome and Hojo bond with one another while they wait for the others. The demon henchmen use puppets to trick the two into the handing over the sword but Kagome wises up when they slip and use their names. Gogome destroys the puppets, but is kidnapped by the henchmen afterwards. Episode 13, The Great Duel at Shone Falls. Inuyasha is ordered to arrive at the shrine and exchange, to exchange the blade for Gogome. Miroku thinks it's a trap, but they all agree to go anyway. The demon ninjas ambush the gang and attack them, stopping them from entering the shrine. The ninja leader uses Kagome's spiritual energy in order to rejoin the twin blades. Inuyasha uses blades of blood to aid Miroku, who in turn rescues the group from the demon ninjas with his wind tunnel. After the twin blades are reunited, the demon ninja leader intends to rid the world of humans as revenge from what you say for in revenge. From a human he cared for for betraying him. Episode 14 Eternal Love, the Naginata of King Kong. The gang struggle to rescue Kagome. The leader baits Inuyasha into demanding he loves Kagome, but it's actually Hojo who confesses his love for her. The human woman who betrayed the demon channels her presence to Kagome to reveal the truth beyond her betrayal towards him. The blade possessed him, and when she separated the blade, she then attempted to release him, but she depleted her strength and died. Once her strength returned to her, Kagome ranted to the demon about her about his lover's sacrifice to save him. He attempts to attack Kagome, but Inuyasha intercepts the attack with the restored Tetsaga. Inuyasha and Kagome sink their abilities together to banish the demon ninja leader. Inyasha confesses the demon reminded him of himself when his own demonic power overwhelmed him and was uncontrollable. It wasn't until Kagome aided him and showed him kindness that finally anchored him. Episode 15, In The Demon Horse Unleashed. The group walk into another destroyed village where the head priest has been killed and raided by demons. A villager warns them, about the constant sighting of a woman and a baby before the attacks. They believe it's Kagura and Naraku's infant incarnation. Kagura attacks an infamous, an infamous monk who sealed a formidable demon in tai in the mountains. The monk does his best to defend himself and his students, but he's finally overpowered by Kagura. The infant attempts to see into his soul, but is vanquished in the process. Entai manages to free himself from the monk's protective seal. Entai expertly evades all of the attacks the group throws at it, destroying everything around them before it escapes. The infant regains consciousness, but returns in a new form of a child named Hakadoshi. Episode 16, Untamed Entai and Horrible Hakadoshi. Entai frees his man-eating demon rider. The gang attempts to stop them from fleeing, but Intai is too fast. The Demon Rider proposes marriage to Kagura, but she hastily declines, insulting him. He chases after her and forces her to apologize, but when Kagura lures him into battle, Hagadoshi, the former infant, reemerges. Intai is intrigued by Hagadoshi. His rider isn't too keen with competing with a child. He fights for the right to ride Hinta, only to die quickly by Haradoshi's hand. Haradoshi willingly reveals himself and his plan to find a jewel shard on the border between this world and the next. He instructs Kara to find strong, powerful demons to aid in his search. The attacks stop on monks and priests, but Miroku senses demonic auras wandering wildly around the area. Suddenly, a headless demon attacks Kagome and Shippo. The gang believe the multiple demonic auras are from the separated head and body. Elsewhere, Hakadoshi cuts off another demon's head and purposely leaves the body behind, leading the way with multiple demon heads in tow. Episode 17, 3000 Leagues in Search of Father. The gang encounter villagers gathering in town They warn them of a demon who attacked their village, but no one seems to be seriously harmed. They follow the trail the demon left behind and find them headless as the one before. An otter named Kanta chased after the demon thinking it was their father. Once Inuyasha killed the demon, Kanta explains what happened to their real father at the hands of Hagadoshi. The group finds Kanta's father, but he's been injured by the local villagers who feared a demon attack. Shippo begs Shishomaru to use his Sega to revive Kanta's father. The demon explains to the group along with Shishomaru where he believed his spirit was. With more demon heads in the world shrouded in white mist and giant bones. The grave of Inuyasha and Shishomaru's father. Episode 18, Hosenki and the Last Shark is own, in search of Miyoga for entry into his father's gravesite. The black pearl can no longer be used. Miyoga advises Inuyasha to visit Hosenki for passage. In search for this elusive Hosenki, Inuyasha impatiently climbs up a mountain, causing an avalanche of rocks to rain on the others only to meet a blade-wielding Hakodoshi at the top. Hosenki has recently passed, replaced by his son, but Inuyasha will have to wait for another Black Pearl since Hosenki is an apprentice jewel maker and can't grant them immediate access. Kagura informs the group of another entryway into the demon gravesite as a message from Hakadoshi. Inuyasha ignores Miroku's warning of a possible trap as they race to beat Hakadoshi there. Episode 19, Bizarre guards at the border of the afterlife. Kagome recalls the time she was forced into the feudal era and met Inuyasha. Inuyasha learns in order to pass through the gate on the border to the afterlife, the passerby must die. That's why Hagadoshi allowed them to go before him. He also tricks Kagura into passing through the gate once it's open, but any live being becomes petrified if they attempt to enter through the gate. Episode 20, The Fiery Birdmaster, Princess Abi. Morocco offers a trade to Princess Abi: If she helps him go to the other side, he'll provide her poisoned mother with the blood she needs in larger quantities. She agrees. Princess Abby's vampiric birds... Descend upon a village the gang have vowed to protect. After witnessing the protective barrier Naraku's triton provides her, Princess Abby concludes Naraku is forcing her to fight Inuyasha for him and retreats from the village. Episode 21, The Tragic Love Song of Destiny. Kaede reminisces about her time with her sister Kikyo, wandering the countryside for their training, encountering Inuyasha and purifying the Shukon Jewel. Tsubaki, another priestess Kikyo trained with, places a curse on her. If Kikyo ever falls in love with the man, she would die a painful death because of him. Initially, in his human form, Inuyasha didn't consider the jewel. But after returning to his half-demon form, Inuyasha goes after the jewel in order to become a strong full demon. After numerous attacks, Kikyo refuses to kill Inuyasha for some reason perplexing both Inuyasha and Kaede. Inuyasha and Kikyo become friends after he saves Kaede. He gives her a seashell from his mother, and Kikyo attempts to give him a necklace of subjugation, but changes her mind after receiving his gift. Kikyo was dedicated to her role as a priestess, never indulging in her desires with men, but Inuyasha changed that for her. Episode 22, The Tragic Love Song of Destiny Part 2 Kaede recalls Kikyo's care for Unigumo. While Kikyo expressed kindness towards him, Kaede was suspicious of him. While training Kaede, Kikyo warns her about the sacred tree. It can transcend time, and if they use a sealing arrow on a demon into this tree... The demon's body will stay intact until the wielder releases the demon themselves. Kikyo proposes to Inuyasha to purify the Shikon jewel and become um, become full human. To live with her and allow her to live as a normal human woman as well. The true timeline of meeting, falling in love, and deception committed by Naraku between Kikyo and Inuyasha is finally revealed. Episode 23, The Single Arrow of Chaos. Several villagers who survived the bird attack seek refuge from someone called the Holy One. Kagura goes searching for Shishomaru. Kana and Kohaku offer the other half of Hakudoshi to a mother who delivered a stillborn. Princess Abi's birds attack the crowd of villagers on top of a mountaintop. The gang can't defeat the birds and protect the villagers without help. A sacred arrow is released by the Holy One, unbeknownst to Hagodoshi, and breaks his barrier. While he and Kagura escape, Entai chases after Inuyasha, who's riding Kirara. Inuyasha traps Entai in a cave and uses the backlash wave when Entai tries to engulf Inuyasha in flames. Episode 23 The Mysterious Light That Guides the Saint. Inuyasha informs the group the Sacred Arrow isn't Kikyo's. Kagome suggests Inuyasha should go after the Holy One in case it may be Kikyo. He's unsure about going after the Saint, but instead suggests they search for the bird's nest and kill them all. Villagers warn Kaede that Kikyo's gravesite has been disturbed by unknown spirits. The gang follow a lead to the Forbidden Mountain, but are followed by a slew of demons. Although Inuyasha sends the others off to find the saint, he actually meets them first. Kagome chases down soul collectors into a barrier Miroku and Shippo cannot cross through. The person Inuyasha meets isn't Kikyo, just an imitation of her. Kabra informs him the arrowhead for the sacred arrow that broke Hagodoshi's barrier is from Unigumo's cave. The soul collectors lead Kagome to Kikyo's sedated body. Episode 25, Kagome's Instinctive Choice. The lady Kana provided the other half of Hakodoshi to doubts he's her child like Kana insisted. Kikyo didn't die after Naraku's attack on her because of her sacred bones and soil she was buried in, but the miasma entered through the wound in her chest and is quickly ravishing her soul. Kigome tries desperately to save Kikyo, but the miasma pushes back any of her attempts to purify her wounds. Eventually, Kagome is able to revive Kikyo. Knowing Kik- Kigome did everything she could to help Kikyo, and she's alive and well, Inuyasha continues to stay with Kagome. Episode 26, Protect and Plunder Princess Abby's mother orders her daughter to attack the suspicious castle since Naraku's demons didn't bother to attack the castle. She believes there's a connection and Princess Abi must find out what it is. Kana and Kohaku are tasked by Naraku to stay in the castle and protect the infant. Some of Kohaku's memories are returning to him, but he is confused by how they make him feel and where and when they happen. Naraku orders Kohaku to take the infant and then kill everyone else after Kana sl- uh, relays to Naraku the castle has fallen. Episode 27 The Cruel Reunion of Fate. Kohaku kills the remainder of the guards and handmaids while Kana kills the lady of the castle before retrieving the infant. Kohaku fully recovers his memories. Of all the murders he's committed and all of his attacks against Sango. Sango weeps once she realizes Kohaku protected and saved several workers. His kind heart remains even though he's being controlled and manipulated by Narako. Miroku comforts Sango and Kikyo seeks out Inuyasha. While he simultaneously smells human blood, believing Princess Abby's birds are close by. Episode 28... The demon linked with the netherworld, Inuyasha and Kikyo discuss Naraku's plan for the blood gathered by Princess Abi's birds in his trap for Kagome. She also offers a sacred arrow to Kagome, but only she can determine whether or not it's usefulness to her. Princess Abi and her mother attack Naraku, but he counterattacks by cutting the mother's head off, killing the princess, and takes all of the human blood Princess Abi provided. Episode 28, The Demon Protector of the Sacred Jewel Shard A river of blood creates a path to the water between this world and the next. Shishomaru arrives too late to join the others on the river, but Kyra advises him about another dangerous path through. Inuyasha blacks out to a vision of his childhood The closer they reach his father's gravesite. Hosenki is the demon guard shooting diamond spears out at them in fear they're attempting to rob the grave. He explains the jewel requested to be brought there so it could never be restored and in the hands of evil. Inuyasha uses the wind, scarred on the same spot Kagome hit with an arrow but Hosanki strikes him down into the pit below. Episode 29 the final battle at the graveside Shishomaru versus Inuyasha Kaga released Shishomaru to the guardians of the border between this world and the next. No one could pass through the last time because only the dead can do so. Anyone alive would be turned into stone. Inuyasha continues his attempts with the wind scar and the backlash wave on Naraku, but they're futile against the barrier. Naraku's grasp onto the last jewel is getting closer from the gang's repeated attempts on Husanki weakening him. Because Shishomaru wields the Tensega, the sword that cuts down those who don't belong in this world, the guardians allow him to pass through. Episode 30, Destroying Naraku with the Adamant Barrage. Hosenki persuades Inuyasha to slay him to gain his demonic power and finally kill Naraku. If he's incapable of doing so, Inuyasha will pay with his life. Shishomaru carries on in battle with Naraku even though the miasma that didn't hurt him will kill the others including Inuyasha. Inuyasha no longer cares about obtaining Hosenki's demonic power at the cost of his friends' lives. Through his display of bravery and sacrifice, Hosanki gifted Inuyasha his adamant of Barrage demonic power. Inuyasha uses the adamant of Barrage against Naraku, breaking his barrier. Shishamaru follows with a slash of his sword and then Kagome shoots Kikyo's arrow to fir- purify the last shard Naraku possessed. Naraku is able to return to the physical world, albeit in pieces, via Hagodoshi's connection with him. Episode 31, The Stampede of the Countless Demon Rats. Naraku and Hagodoshi devise a plan to lure Kikyo out of hiding. Kagura informs Kohaku about the infant's connection to Naraku and Hakodoshi since they haven't died yet. Kohaku doesn't exchange any information with Kagura in fear he'll be found out about restoring his memories and betraying Naraku. Inuyasha goes off to find Kikyo. Although she isn't there, Kagome mistrusts him. The demon rats are released into a nearby village by Hakudoshi and Kohaku. Sango instructs Inuyasha not to kill the rats or they'll multiply. Kikyo casts a spell that lures and gathers all of the rats and destroys them. Sango and Miroku trace the rats back to the shrine only to find Kohaku standing by the open doors. Sango launches herself into an attack. Episode 32, Kohaku's Decision and Sango's Heart Sango attempts to destroy the shrine but Kohaku runs off with it. Akedoshi unleashes demon slugs onto the tree in an attempt to burn it down. The spell is broken, and the rats return to the shrine. Songo is unable to strike. Is, no, sorry. Sango is able to strike the shrine, but is protected by a demonic barrier. She and Kohaku become overcome by the rats trying to return to the shrine. Kigio fires a sacred arrow at the shrine, allowing Inuyasha to destroy it and kill the rats. When Hapodoshi comes to retrieve Kohaku, Kohaku lies to him about knowing who Sango is. After viewing the aftermath of Naraku's destruction, Kikyo goes on a search for Naraku herself. Episode 33, the lucky but 2 time scoundrel. Kagome returns home to the present day for some R&R without alerting Inuyasha. Inuyasha informs Kaede about Kikyo's survival. While talking to her classmates about her complicated relationship with Inuyasha, Kagome lets it slip he's at her house and they insist on meeting him. Inuyasha tries to fix Kagome's bike after he landed on it when he followed her home, but just makes things worse by breaking everything he touches. When Kagome believes Inuyasha ran off before she could confront him, he bursts in through her bedroom window, but is met by her classmates instead of her. Inuyasha dutifully answers all of their questions, and they take a liking to him. Their approval of him allows Kagome to forgive him for following her home and destroying her bike and grandpa the shit. So there you have it. This has been an overview of the anime series Inuyasha Season 6. I'm KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you.